If you have to transport a Sefer Torah from one place to another, from one shul to another, or wherever, wherever, wherever you're transport, transporting it, so there is a discussion in the Rishonim what to do uh, in their time when people traveled by, by donkey or by horse. Uh, can you put it in a bag uh, behind you? Do you have to hold it? This discussion in the Rishonim. Um, translate that to nowadays. Nowadays, most people transport things. If you can transport a Sefer Torah, it won't be a donkey, it will be in a car. So can you? how do you transport a Sefer Torah in the car? So the best thing is that you have uh, one person driving, the other person should be holding the Sefer Torah in his, in his arms. That is the best thing to do. But what happens if a person has to drive and there is no other person with him in the car? So you wrap the Sefer Torah in a talus and you put it in very carefully in the back seat or something like that, making sure it doesn't fall. Uh, even if the uh, you have to put it in the in the uh, in the trunk, if it's on a blanket and it's wrapped up carefully, then you're allowed to do that as well. Uh, if you're transporting by 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 foot, you're walking from one shul to another. So some people say that it's best to have ten people if you get into Mimelav of the Sefer Torah, but that's not the halacha. It's a nice thing to do, um, but it's not the halacha. If you can have ten people, that's great. I've seen people to uh, have at least two people to walk the Sefer Torah. The Sefer Torah should walk alone, but I don't. I don't I, whatever I can, what I what I can see is that uh, the halacha that's not 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 absolutely required. Um, I've seen that. I've seen. I've heard stories about people flying that on a plane. That uh, that I've heard stories of people, and they, they were obviously they, they people refused to put the sefer Torah in the, you know, in the, in the upstairs, you know, compartment or something like that. And rather, they insisted on holding it throughout the flight, the sefer Torah throughout the flight. I've heard of stories like that as well. Um, there is a discussion: Can you move a sefer Torah for uh, the needs of an individual, you know, who can't come to shul for whatever reason? Uh, so usually they say that for an individual. So that's a discussion, and they say usually for uh, for an individual. Um, you don't do that. You don't. You don't. Wouldn't move the Torah for one person who can't get to shul for whatever reason, but you can move it for uh, for a situation that um, if you're not if, if not just for the kriya, to bring a kriya for the, to bring it for one person to read and then return it, you wouldn't do. But if you bring it there for a couple of days. Or and a little, and you bring it before the kriya, then that's okay. So that's, for instance, the source, the minute that um, if there's a base avel, there's a mourner, so they bring a sefer Torah to the house because for a couple of days, and they bring it before. It's not just for that person for the kriya and then leave. It's for a couple of days, and they bring it before, and then it's then then it's, then it's not then it doesn't appear for being the sefer Torah for that person just for that kriya. So that's less because that would be less less respectable. So it's for a couple of days, and they bring it before. Uh, there's a discussion what happens for it's a group of people what happens if you have a whole minion of people who can't come to shul uh, can you bring a sefer for to them so the two things the cases that I can see that was very that would be common A. in Israel in the army uh, this is common in the army you know if a bunch of soldiers who are in the field and they're spending the week away from the base and they, you, in that situation you can bring a sefer Torah for the soldiers to read, and then you return it to the base right afterwards because they don't have a situa- they don't have a sefer Torah with them. They cannot get to shul, and it's not for one person; it's for a group of people. So in the army, you'd bring a sefer Torah to a group of people, and then bring it. They read, and then they bring it back again to the base. Um, also, many times, you've, I'm sure you guys have seen that uh, at least by us in the Daniel, people have a simcha. So there's a simcha, and there's a sim, and they're they're making their own minion, and they're making the minion in the say in a simcha hall, in a in a in a in a in a, in a hall which is next to the shul. This is not for an individual. This is for a minion of people. So here they take a sefer Torah for the shul, bring it to the people, and then you return it back 
you return it back to the shul afterwards. Again, it's not that it's not that's not for an individual. It's not. It's for a, it's for a group of people. And that's why it's permitted to bring for the reading, and to return it immediately afterwards because of the kedusha sefer Torah. You're not meant to touch the klaf. You only touch the the eitzchayim, the amudim, the wooden handles. You're not supposed to touch the klaf itself. Sometimes you see when they when you're doing glilag baglila, so the klaf, the parchment, the klaf starts sagging a little bit. So you're not supposed. You have to pick it up. Don't pick it up directly with your hands. Wrap your hands in a talus or something and pull it up in, in that particular situation. The only time you really touch a cloth is a sofa who's fixing things.